Hi, everybody. It's a uh, short week here at the uh, Today in Tech studios. Uh, we had yesterday off, so I was looking at my news feed to see what we could talk about. And a couple of stories popped up that uh, got me thinking about uh, companies and governments possibly banning uh, applications like ChatGPT, uh, which we talked about last week, uh, as well as TikTok. And so uh, my uh, co-conspirator here behind the computers there, Chris, he's going to join us on this show. We're going to just kind of, yeah, we're going to kind of just talk about uh, some of the issues that are popping up around TikTok, uh, ChatGPT, and banning certain applications. Next up on Today in Tech. Hi, everybody. I'm Keith Shaw. And uh, again, joining me behind the cameras is Chris, who is our resident tinfoil hat guy. I'm going to call you that for for a while. Um, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Sporting the the awesome beard that's 10 times better than mine. Uh, All right. So the New York Times had a couple of uh, interesting articles today uh, talking about Auburn University uh, banning TikTok. Uh, and obviously it's part of the state that, that's doing it. There are 19 different governments, uh, state governments around the U.S. that have uh, decided to ban TikTok from government uh, devices. And, uh, the, you know, the state university system with, within this state of Alabama uh, kind of falls under that, under the Alabama ban. And so the New York Times went to, to Auburn, Alabama, and talked to a bunch of students about, you know, this whole uh, TikTok thing. And... You know, so it's a pretty good article, although there's some interesting parts within the article that talk about how easy it is basically to uh, get around the idea of, of using TikTok. Basically, if you're on the Wi-Fi, you can't use TikTok because there's a software that will prevent basically people from connecting to TikTok. So most people, if you, you have an unlimited data plan on your phone, you just switch over and you can still use TikTok. And and so so from a, from a, from a strictly... IT sort of perspective on this, this ban is just, it's more of an inconvenience than an actual outright ban. Um, so, well, yeah, they're just banning it on the, the campus's Wi Fi. Right. Now, right. now, and I, and I want to get into that. So, I just want to talk about the second story just for a second. The New York Times also wrote about ChatGPT and the same thing within universities and how they're dealing with, with students possibly um, using AI chatbots to, uh, you know, write essays and write papers and basically quote unquote cheat. So, that's a that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Using uh, a bot to write your homework. <laughs> right, and and the New York City school systems. And we brought this up in a couple of uh, of, of our previous episodes. Uh, the New York City public school systems did the same thing, banned it from Wi-Fi um, access. Again, you can get around that really easily. So it's you know it's more of a symbolic gesture, I think, or at least getting getting teachers and educators to think about. All right, well, how are we assigning homework? How are we, you know. How do you get around that kind of stuff? And again, I'm going to age myself a little bit. And, you know, you can see the gray hair in my beard. Um, back in the day when you walked into a bookstore, if you hadn't read the book, you could go pick up this thing called Cliff Notes or Cliff's Notes. We could just call them Cliff Notes. A little yellow book gives you a summary of the book that you were supposed to be doing your report on uh, and then sort of some themes. And you could sort of write your essays around certain themes. But it wasn't – I mean – we didn't think it was cheating. Some people thought it was cheating. You know, even in the early days of Google, you could Google, you know, essays and things like that. So, you know, cheating on, on academic well, uh, approaches is not necessarily it, a new thing. It, yeah, I mean, I, well, was it? It was SparkNotes. Was it SparkNotes? Probably when Probably you went Spark to school, Notes. it was SparkNotes. But before, when I went to school, it was it was CliffNotes or Cliff, Cliff's Notes. Cliff's okay. Notes. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I, I use that uh, sometimes. 
back, back in back in the day, high school, grade when school. When you realized that you had to read Great Expectations and you saw, wow, that's a really long book. Or it just takes a long time. I so think you, from, just, you just need a condensed version. I think it was for mine. Know? It was Grapes of Wrath, John Steinbeck. Grapes I don't, of I, Wrath. Yeah, I don't think I ever read that complete book. Uh, sorry, Mr. Kelly, back in eleventh grade or whatever, whatever, uh, whatever year that was. Uh, so. But it, so again, so what do you want? To, you want to talk about TikTok, or do you want to talk about ChatGPT, Chris? I mean, let's let's go with ChatGPT first. Okay, um, I think that's a pretty uh, pressing concern, especially today. I mean, actually, hold on a second. I think well, well, from the cheating from the cheating aspect of it, I don't think it's as big a deal as maybe some of these school systems are thinking of. I was, you know, again, I, my argument would be, hey, I want to use this as a framework. What the teachers and educators should do would be to educate their students about the idea of plagiarism and about yeah. the ideas of, you know, referencing uh, sources. Make sure right. that if you're writing an essay that you have a source that's a legitimate source. If the rather than just sort of saying, all right, well, you're banned. Um, I mean, and, I, and I'm sure that some of the schools are doing that, but it just feels this feels more of a symbolic gesture to me. But. Go yeah. ahead. If, if you tell me why you think it's probably a bad idea or a good idea. Well, no, I don't think it's necessarily a well a good or bad idea. I mean, because I have a feeling a lot of the you know the school body is going to find a way, you know, to kind of filter through, you know, their students' work to see what's plagiarized or not. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, back in the day, not not too far back in the day, Keith, but yeah, a, a little far back in the day, I, I know. Um, some teachers, they already use tools to kind of detect plagiarism. Plagiarism, I think they run. Uh, yeah, there's there's software that can detect yeah. plagiarism. So you, yeah. you, you, you take the the body text of the paper that your student has assigned, you know, gives you as their paper. You plug it into the search engine and you'll see if the, the essay actually was written by someone or if, you know. And again, if, if again... I don't know if my kids have done this. I don't think they have. I hope they write their own stuff. I've read some of their writings, and if that's, I'm pretty sure they're not cheating because their writing is sometimes right, horrendous. Right. Uh, it's pretty easy to just, you know, if you got that assignment, then rewriting it or making it into your own words, that's almost more effort <laughs> to do than actually just reading the book and doing the assignment the way it was supposed to be done. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't think, you know, it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I just, I just know, you know, we're going to come up with tools to kind of fend off, you know, AI written content or AI generated content, and, right? And, it's just right. a natural thing that's going to happen because, you know, if you're, and some if you're of giving the, out it, tests, right? You don't want, you know, you want your students to create their own work. You don't want them to cheat and, right. you know. And, and some tools have already been constructed there's been a couple of articles that have showed that just as quickly as people were discovering chat gpt there were others that were saying all right we have tools that can let you spot whether the block of text that you have whether it's a paper or whether it's uh, an essay or whether it's a poem has been generated by an ai and so those tools quickly were generated just just as fast as the the chat gpt stuff so yeah. yeah, those those tools will exist. I, I think the the bigger issue for educators is to under you know under make sure that the students understand why that they're they're getting upset about this. Um, and I yeah. had another interesting point. I'll think about it. And it's like go you, go ahead, Chris. I had another idea. 
Yeah, no, I mean, the thing that gets me is kind of like the enthusiasm behind this AI-generated um, tool. Like, for example, um, before we, we started today's show, I was just scrolling through Facebook, right? Because I was bored, and that's what bored people do. We just endlessly scroll through uh, our social media apps, I thought right? we're supposed to be looking for content. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> Ideas. Well, maybe that's what I was doing. Yes, that's right? what you really right. were doing. And actually, no, I, I mean, and I, and I stumbled across this, this app, this advertisement on Facebook that was advertising this app. I can't remember the exact name uh, of it, but it's basically an app that generates text. Um, and I'm kind of not surprised to see that now considering, you know, all the, you know, the news and, and the light that chat GPT is getting, you know, AI generated content. And, um, I was reading the comments of this ad and there was this individual, uh, who was a real estate agent, right? And he was actually glad that this app exists because when, you know, his job being a real estate agent, his job is, you know, showcasing and showing off, you know, real estate to clients. And part of his job is to fill out uh, house listings. And he was like, yeah, this is great. So now I can focus on the main part of my job, which is, you know, selling these houses to my, to my, you know, potential clients and customers. And I don't need to worry so much about writing the actual house ad. Right. Because now I can just have this, this, you know, uh, AI generated app generate a description for me. Um, I can just put in like, you know, the specifics of this house, right? You know, it'll, it'll spit something out. He can then take that and use it. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's, you know, as everything good that we create, there's always going to be a negative side, right? And and I think there there definitely needs to be some like yellow tape or, or red tape around, you know, uh, creative content that gets that gets generated out from it because, it's very easy for someone now to just, hey, can you write me a poem? Hey, you know, this AI app, can you create me uh, a poem or or write me this essay or write me this blog post? Like what hap- what's going to happen now to bloggers, especially sponsored bloggers? Right. Right? Then you just ask this AI chapa, hey, can you create a blog post uh, for me today about this, this, this? And by the way, they're content sponsored. I think what, like, what a, well, a legitimate site would do or, uh, you know, if one that wanted to be trusted by, you know, you want to promote trust for your readers is that if there is something that is AI generated, you just let them know right up front, like this was written by an AI chatbot, or but if we start or to do that, started by an AI chatbot, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I like, would word it. Right, but is that like I mean, they are people going to be interested in that content? Then, if you say, "Hey, part of this, or most of it, or part of it, was created by a bot," well, I mean, would you still be interested in my content? Jumping back five years, this was what sponsored content and native advertising was all about in the media space. If you see something that says this is sponsored content, and it's by Dell, I don't, or hey, you know, HP. <laughs> right. I hope right. that this this. I hope this episode actually has an HP or Dell ad in it. That would be funny. Um, but if you see a blog post that's spo- you know sponsored content, how much trust do you put in the article? You know right. it's probably an advertisement, or or that they're going to lean that content towards getting you to buy either a Dell or an HP system. And there's a lot of money that goes into this. I mean, this was what you know I was doing a lot of this writing uh, before I came back to kind of the foundry and do the show. It, there's a lot of content out there that you sort of lean towards, hey, yeah, and oh, and you know, the, the expert I'm quoting happens to be from that company that's sponsoring the uh, blog post. So those, yeah, those lines have blurred a lot too, but I, I, I haven't made up my mind yet whether, whether 
as a reader, I'm going to immediately dismiss something. If it if the article is still entertaining and informative and educational, maybe I'll still you know maybe I'll give them the credit, even though it's kind of a, a native ad. Uh, I, I I don't think I want to be a hard and fast. No, I refuse to read something because it's it's a sponsored ad. I don't know. Do you well, notice that? Do you notice this in any other non IT blog stuff that you read? Is, no, not no. really. But I mean, it goes back to the question of like. Do you like art and you know art, right? Paintings and stuff. Would you rather it be created from an individual or a robot? It's like I don't know. I think that's where it kind of. I don't know. Uh, depends on the on the context of of what I want to portray, and how much money I would have to spend on an artist. If I was the media person, and I needed a specific illustration. Uh, yeah, it's it's tricky, but but going, you know, but if you know, I'm looking for art for a thumbnail for a video. Maybe I could just use a little little abstract art from the AI, and then I don't have to like come up with it on my own or use stock images or you know, kind of go that route. And if there's only, a whole economic only, part around around that too. If only it could put out sixteen by nine. <laughs> I know, I know. We were we were considering that. Like uh, all of the the Dolly stuff was. It's this weird square that it gets produced. Yeah, I think it's four by three. But yeah. But going back to the your question is like you know whether we it should be banned or or, or not. I think it. I don't think it's a a hard line. I think it's within reason, honestly. You know. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's 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 going to be easy enough for students to to go around the system and figure that out. And I want to get to that after I talk about TikTok too, because there yeah. is an overarching theme I want to kind of bring up bring up. So, uh, jumping back to the TikTok part of it, the all right the reason that TikTok is being banned by a lot of governments is that there is concern by the United States uh, that the the privacy and the data retention part of what TikTok is doing. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the, the parent company, or is it the division of the parent company of, of TikTok is ByteDance? Uh, I think it's owned by ByteDance. Owned by ByteDance, which is based in China. And so... Yeah, let me just verify that. Yeah, quick. there's a geopolitical angle to this about, well, you know, we don't know what's happening to the data after it, you know, of the users. And are they using it to spy on Americans? And there's all sorts of, you know, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, and, you know, there's left and right arguments. I mean... You know, Donald Trump, I think, wanted to ban TikTok when he was president. Right, and, right. And everyone on the left was like, oh, and, Well, actually, you know. so just to confirm, they are they are owned by ByteDance. Okay. Yep. So, again, there's a political side of, of, you know, what our relationship from the U.S. government is with China. So, I don't want to get into that as much. I, I, I really want to just kind of focus on sort of the app and the privacy. And maybe we can't help talking about that kind of stuff. But so now the Biden administration has still put the kept the pressure on, you know, they're in negotiations. I don't know whether or not. But, you know, within that story on The New York Times, there was a line. Hold on. I'm going to read the line here about. Oh, was it the line I, I showed you? Uh, da, 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 hold on. It was. A bipartisan bill introduced in Congress last month would ban the app for everyone in the United States. The attorney general of Indiana has sued TikTok, accusing the company of being deceptive about the security and privacy risks risks posed by the app. If that, you know, if it's a if it's truly a bipartisan bill and and then, you know, the, the, the House passes it, the Senate passes it and, you know, Biden signs it like 
everyone in the U.S. can't use this app? I mean, that does seem a little bit like you're now creating a, a whole generation of rogue users of, of figuring out. I mean, so like, here's the thing. Pers- I tell you, there's a, I'll tell you how to get around a lot of that stuff after you tell me your thing. Right. So, I mean, I'm biased in this, okay? Because I don't have TikTok. I don't use it. I just don't like it. Right. Everything's a dance on TikTok. Oh, I'm going to show you. So, I'm going to show you this TikTok that's been playing nonstop since we started the show. No, no, no. Please don't. No, no. It's please. a really cool dance. Hold on. Can I, can I just show you? Yeah, sure. All right. Ahead. So there, I don't know if you can zoom in on me. Yeah. So this, this is what TikTok is to me. And it's just a bunch of people dancing. Well, that's all it is. It's just, it's you just know, people dancing. Or, like, do, or doing pranks or, you know, it's just, it's from me. And again, I'm over the age of, of. 40. I'm just going to say how I'm going to say how old I am, but you know, it just seems dumb to me. So if this was any other app other than TikTok. Yeah. I might have more support for for, you know, understanding why. Um and and so one talk about the data privacy and retention thing that well, real that, quick, that freaked that, you out. Right. Well, real quick, that's what I was going to say is like I like I'm biased in this. I don't use TikTok. I don't like it. If the government were to go to all the states and be like, hey, uh, we're going to ban TikTok. I'm like, great. So what? <laughs> it right, doesn't, right, it because, doesn't mean anything to me. Because but, from from a user perspective or from an understanding of what this app is, there's there's no benefit for a, a government employee to be using this on their phone anyway. Right, right. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, even even that New York Times article, it was a really thin kind of justification for students at Auburn, it was like some of the Greek organizations and sororities and fraternities were using it to help promote Rush and, you know, the sports teams use it to help promote their, their teams. And, but you know, there's, it's not like TikTok is the only social media app out there. It just happens to right. be the one that's, that the young people, oh my God, the young people, the, the youngins, the, the youth, the youths are, are into. Well, if anything, what it's going to do. So, you know, if TikTok does get banned, then, okay, YouTube shorts is going to or do pretty good. Right, Instagram, or Instagram reels is going to yeah. come back, right? Yeah. Because people need an outlet, people need a platform, and you know, the young people these days they love TikTok. And again, I I don't care if it gets banned because right. I simply don't use it. I I have three kids, and I think they're all on all three of those channels. I mean, they, they don't even they basically use Facebook only because every now and then we check in on them. Um, but they do, they all have t- I think the oldest has TikTok. I'm not sure about my youngest. Yeah. Um but I'm and I but I'm pretty sure that they're creating shadow accounts or they're creating fake accounts that that uh my wife and I can't find. Uh or but Maybe. again I you know every time every time internet safety and security comes up I I go, you know, you're not talking to strangers on the internet, right? And again that makes me feel like I'm all of a sudden I'm a 90s dad. Like you're not, but you're I mean, not talking to so, a strange person in that AOL it, chat room, are you? <laughs> yeah, but it's so easy to get around that by, like you said, just create another account. And, right? and you know, and then so whenever I ask my youngest daughter on this uh, about this, I get the biggest eye roll. Oh my God, Dad! Yes, of course I'm not doing that. Like so, at least I'm I'm, I'm making them aware of the dangers. I'm right. hoping I'm I I you know. I mean, that's all you can do, really. Right. right? Like, so so. For me, understanding, you know, the, the issues behind TikTok and why people are upset about it or why people want it banned, I still can't see or understand. No one's really explained this to me of like, what nefarious purpose could China do with this, with this data? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that, like, that my daughter likes to do dances 
like how is that going to how is that going to change the geopolitical situation of the world? And 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 again, if if you're watching this and you know, put it in the comments and 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 kind of educate me because I I don't understand you know what yeah. the fear is. Other than well, you know location data keystrokes analyze all your your you know pictures and videos that right. you put up there but I also mean, my you know my kids don't have any access to financial any kind of data that could that could scam them out of their money and, you know anything that they want to buy they have to come through me anyway right right well is that is that the fear is that they're, that they're, they're going to use social engineering techniques to try to like i think hack that me? yeah i think i mean Again, it's, it's just my opinion. I, I think that could be the reason why. Um, because you, you have to think at the end of the day, right? Uh, the way TikTok functions and operates is off an algorithm, right? If you look at TikToks, uh, if you look at, you know, TikTok that's used in China and you compare it to the TikTok in the United States, it's going to look very differently. Um, I've seen a lot of sources point out that, um, you know, TikTok... Um, in other countries, they're more constructive, more educational, whereas TikTok here, I mean, let's just keep the show PG, right? Oh, you're right. You know you're, what I mean? Actually, um, that was a great point. I remember reading that article about how China uses TikTok. Correct. And they use it to actually yeah, let me see if educate I their, their, their kids. Right. And what we use it for in the U.S. is for goofy dances and silly pranks and try to get viral and try to become an influencer. Right. Right, um, and what that's a I, good reason to ban it. I would, I would, I would suppose. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's all. It's just all out. It's it's an algorithm. That's all it is. Like, take the app away from it, right? How does the app put its content in front of people's eyeballs? It's an algorithm, mm -hmm. and if you can design an algorithm to kind of work in a negative way towards a body of people, then it, it you know, it could be not good, you know. Um, but actually what I did before, uh, we, uh, started this episode is I just went through TikTok's privacy policy and granted, right. Before we get in, before I get into this, you know, any app that you download, right. Always, not always, but most of the time has access to a lot of your data, right. What you do with the app, how you uh, use your phone with the app, right? All all apps have a level of information that it it, it collects, right, right? Right, and even even and this goes beyond. This goes back to the days of software, terms of licenses, and any right. video game you play, you generally have to hit OK, and you know you're right. supposed you're supposed to read it, and then and then if you don't agree with it, you click no, and then you can't play it. So right. I think most people just do the same thing; they just click OK. All right. And they, and they and don't I, read the fine print, and, and right, rightfully so. Yeah. It's like 20 pages long. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Read small, like, eight-font text? and Right. You know, but I think... But show, show what you found. Yeah, so uh, here, let me uh, pull it up. Um, I got it right here. But before I, I go over the highlighted, uh, we could just go over the privacy policy. And, yeah. and basically, basically, like, in a nutshell, like, SparkNotes version... Mm -hmm. Or Cliff Notes, there right? You go. There you go. They have access to everything, like uh, almost everything, down to your keystroke, down yep. to when you create content on TikTok. If you upload a picture or video, it's it can actually analyze that picture and video and pull out key landmarks. Okay, it has access to a lot. Now, granted, when you go through their privacy policy, yes, they say you can opt out. You can opt out. You can opt out. They clearly state that. 
but the part that I want to point out, okay? Now, this might just me putting be putting a tinfoil hat on, but if we go down here, go to the data security and retention, there's a part of this that makes me believe or, or, or that further understand that why yeah. there's a concern over yeah. this and why our politicians and government might really be concerned. And that's this line right here, okay? Now, this could really mean nothing or this can mean what we're all thinking. TikTok may transmit your data to its servers or data centers outside of the United States for storage and or processing. Now, the part that gets me is or processing. I don't know what that means. Maybe someone who works in IT or cybersecurity does, but if I'm a policymaker, right, and I'm kind of regulating, you know, our, the data that comes in and out of the country and the apps that, you know, we use and stuff, that kind of concerns me. Right. Um, now, interestingly, it says outside of the United States, it doesn't necessarily say China. It just, this doesn't. means that TikTok could just move it to a Canadian data center or... Uh, well, data center in Mexico. I mean, again, they, they should be specific about where they their data centers and are. And that's the thing. I don't think they want to be specific. No. Because if they were it's specific, probably, it's, it's probably, probably going over there. <laughs> yeah. Right? But but one could speculate, right? Again, it's not, it's not spelled out. It's not written out where. But I can understand why there's a concern over this. I can totally understand. Is it is it one of those concerns where... They could see, all right, so let's say I'm a government worker somewhere. Let's say I work in the CIA. <laughs> we're okay. We're really speculating. Okay. <laughs> let's say I work in the uh, the video host department of justice. <laughs> sure, sure. And I have TikTok on my phone because my kid put it on just so that, or I put it on just so I could follow my teenager, whatever stupid dance she's doing. Mm -hmm. Is there a concern that because it's now on my phone that the government of China or whatever could then access other data that I have on my phone and and then see the emails that I'm sending about, you know, those types of things? Is is that one of the things that, that they could be concerned about? Or is it just because they don't know where this thing is going or what they're doing with it? They just don't know. They're not specific about it. Yeah. They, they don't know. And especially if you work in a government body, right, um, particularly, and especially if you work in the military, uh, you can't have TikTok. Let me, I want to verify that, but I'm pretty sure you can't. Uh, because that app now has access to certain parts of your phone. Right. Pictures, could have access to audio. And, you know, militarily speaking, that could be, let's just say, not good. Yeah. So <laughs> what's interesting, too, about this phone. So this is my own phone that I have with you know, a bunch of information. I don't have my work email on this only because I haven't been able to figure it out yet because the IT security policies here are actually pretty strict. Interestingly enough, uh, it was probably because of rogue users like me from 15 years ago um, where we could put a lot of stuff on, on company-owned devices or you couldn't put anything on a company-owned device. Um, right. So I'm wondering also if, if, if some of these bans will end up creating a new generation of rogue, uh, rogue IT users or shadow IT kind of users where you go around the, the IT department. Um, I, you know, I, I did a lot of that in my, in my ute, in my, in my younger days, uh, mainly because the applications that I wanted to use were not available or they weren't allowed. And, you know, it was more about like, well, I really want a Mac and uh, you're forcing me to use a PC. 
right. or you know, I I want to put on Spotify so that I can listen to music during the day. And some of them were like, well, that's not an approved app. Right. Uh, or you know, watching YouTube to to find research on some video styles or things like that. And you know, and again, the IT departments at companies they they go up and down. On some are really strict, some are not strict. Again, it all depends on the type of job that you have and the overall strictness. And and again, there was enough phishing and malware and lots of bad security things that I think uh, IT departments in general have gotten more strict because they don't want to be hacked. Um, And these are methods of getting in that a lot of employees didn't realize. And so I think employees are now a lot smarter about that kind of thing. And and so maybe that's why the hackers are, or, you know, the bad guys are going after like teenagers with their apps. Right. That could be, that could be another uh, avenue for that. And, and just to confirm, you can't um, have TikTok on any government devices, including military. Uh, but well, that you makes can, you feel a little bit better. You can have it on personal devices. Mm. So just <laughs> just restricted to government devices. But Right. And the government's pretty been, I mean, they, they figured out mobile devices and the whole BlackBerry phone, you know, secured iPhone type of thing that they've. I remember when Obama wouldn't give up his BlackBerry. Yeah. 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 Um, but all right, I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, this is definitely like, you know, um, I, I think this is something we're going to, we're going to look in further uh, this week and especially on Tech Talk. Uh, maybe get in a, a cybersecurity specialist to, to go over this in more detail. Yeah. I'm not a specialist. Do you, do you think, <laughs> well, okay, do you think that, that bands like this will go beyond? sort of government devices and colleges and things like that does this does this creep into uh private businesses and or you know even just small but you know do do you think that this grows or do you think that this is just going to be limited to those types Um, of organizations if you had to just look into a crystal ball i'm like split i'm like like 60 40 on it 60 40 thinking um it might go beyond you know government bodies and might get into private and personal um, and again, it's just the fact that we don't know. We don't yeah. know what uh, can you even like dance is doing with the information. I mean, granted, none of us really know what any of the social media companies are doing with our data. We just know they're collecting it. They're collecting it and using it, uh, you know, as for their business. Right? They want to optimize. Oh, sorry. They they want to. They want to optimize, you know, their app, right, with user data, right? We do understand a little bit of why, but nothing further than that, right? So I I think, you know, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a crystal ball, but that's what I that's what I think. I, I just looked on my website or my web browser to see if you can access TikTok from the web browser. Hmm. And you can. So there's oh, yeah. there I think because you could still access it through a web browser and not just the app, um, I think there's probably going to be a movement towards companies that might be banning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, because again, it's just, you would just, it's it's really easy. I mean, if, if a, a website, if, if a company can ban sort of um, illicit sites like nudity or gambling or, you know, those types of sites, yeah. you can easily just put TikTok on that and just, and then you would, even if you're accessing it via the, corporate network you're not right. going to be able to get it on your on your computer right so all right i think we're done for we're talking about this issue and again i i agree with chris that we probably should uh keep a watch on this to see where this goes 
So if you uh, have some comments, please put them down in the comments below. And, uh, you know, educate us more about the whole TikTok privacy and security issue. And uh, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe for uh, continued Today in Tech uh, shows. And uh, thanks for watching. I'm Keith Shaw.